musicians from Canada, and uh, they uh, they asked them to come to a retreat on a lake uh, in Canada, uh, and they were going to pray for them uh, as they got ready to go to the mission field. And, uh, and so the lady, uh, as they gathered there, uh, the leader, he said, I feel especially impressed that we need to pray for sister, and called her name, safety. And so uh, uh, they gathered around and prayed diligently for her. And uh, she said when they first went to the camp, some of them told them, said, we saw a bear here. And so uh, she said when uh, they went out and there was the bear uh, right there at their cabin, and she said we tried to shoo it away, and she said the bear was not afraid of us. And uh, she said we threw rocks and screamed and hollered, and finally it went into the woods. But she said the... uh, uh, the next morning, uh, she said her son woke her and said, Mom, that bear is trying to get in our cabin. And, uh, and so uh, she uh, unadvisedly went outside, and, uh, and she tried to uh, different things there. But anyhow, uh, that bear attacked her. And... Uh, and she said that that bear kept tearing at her legs. And uh, finally they got attention of others, and, and her husband actually come and was fighting that bear and hitting that bear with his fist. Amen. And he said, when I hit that bear with my fist, he said, I realized how hard that bear was. And she said, I was so amazed at how strong that bear was. And... Uh, and she, and uh, and her husband kept hitting that bear, and finally it turned, and they, they were able to fight that bear off, and they took her to the hospital, and the doctor and they began to describe uh, what happened, and there and the doctor said this is best case scenario. He uh, all that bear did was kept attacking and clawing at her legs. And uh, she had several deep contusions, and they were able to sew those up and fix those. But he said, if that bear had attacked your upper torso like he did your lower torso, your lower extremities, let me say it right, your lower extremities like he, he uh, you know, if he had attacked your upper and your torso like that, he said, your wounds would have been fatal. You know, uh, so many times those things that we think are are going against us, it's actually the hand of God. And she said, the devil was trying to get me, but he could not. And so she said, in less than two hours' time, I was back home. They sewed those places up, and she said, I want you to know tonight, uh, to me, I wanted to tell you, the church, that the devil may attack you, and you may be wounded some. Boy, Brother James did a tremendous job teaching and preaching to us this morning. Amen. But I'm so glad that we can come out victorious over anything that the enemy would uh, would come against us. 
Amen. It is now 731. Can I, can I have 30 minutes? All right. Turn with us to John chapter 4. To John chapter 4. And I'm going to do my best to talk to you about what you've been doing tonight. Amen. John chapter 4. The woman saith unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain, and ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship, ye know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. You can't be a Jew hater and be a child of God. Hello out there. I said, you can't be a Jew hater and be a child of God. Salvation is of the Jews. Jesus was a Jew. Apostle Paul was a Jew. John the Revelator was a Jew. Amen. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship Him. God is a spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. The woman saith unto Him, I know that Messiah cometh, which is called the Christ. When He is come, He will tell us all things. And Jesus saith unto her, I that speak unto thee am He. Hallelujah. Jesus was speaking to her, and she recognized the Spirit and the truth. Now let's go to John 14, verse 15. I've got to read some scriptures here. I hope you'll bear with me. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth. He's going to give you another comforter, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth in you, with you, and shall be in you. Are you listening to me? The spirit of truth, amen, you receive him, he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye shall see me, because I live, ye shall live also. At that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. Now, I'm telling you what, you're talking about a wonderful combination right there. And that day you shall know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. John 15. These are, this is John, the beloved, writing. I am the true vine. My Father is the husbandman. I am the vine. Ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. Zero, zilch, nada, nothing. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in me, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. You are my friends, verse 14, 
If you do whatsoever I command you, you're not a servant, but you are his friend. Verse 26 of John 15. But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. Amen. I know I'm reading a lot. John 16, 12. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. Howbeit, when he, when he, the Spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation. Where are we living tonight? In the world. In the world you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. First John 4 and 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist. Whereof you have heard that it shall come. And even now already is it in the world. You understand what we're struggling with? We, are, we have tribulation because of the devil. The spirit of the Antichrist is in the world. But Jesus Christ has overcome him. Hallelujah. Ye are God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God, and he that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth. The spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Amen. Hallelujah. I want us to ask tonight. While, the, while you've been worshiping tonight, I want us to ask Jesus for a mighty infilling of the Spirit of truth amongst us. Our Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, as we come to you tonight, we beg you for a mighty, mighty infilling of the Spirit of truth. Oh, God, we pray for these people, Lord, as we face the wiles of the devil as we face the end time, as we face the spirit of the Antichrist, as we face those evil and dark things that are coming to the world. But thanks be to God, Jesus has overcome the world and we can overcome because He is in us. Greater is He that is in us than He that is in the world. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. If I don't say another word to you tonight, I've read you enough scripture that you can go home strengthened in the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to talk to you about the spirit of truth. Amen. There, the spirit of truth, there are no lies in it. 
there's no darkness, and there's no evil. And in your life, in your life, you cannot have any lies, you cannot have any darkness, and you cannot have any evil. I was speaking to one of the brothers over here tonight, and this man he was working with said, i got to take uh, some stuff back to Lowe's, and I'm going to tell him this. And uh, the brother spoke up and said, We are not going to tell any lies. In your dealings, in your family, in your home, wives don't tell your husbands any lies. I said, wives don't tell your husbands any lies. Do you want the spirit of error to be in your home and to control your life? Then you must be honest in your dealings with your husband and wife between the communication between you. You must tell your husband, you must tell your wife the truth. The whole truth and nothing but the truth in the spirit of truth. You know, I, I heard people that tell the truth, but it's in the spirit of a lie. You understand? But I want us to understand, we must have the spirit of the Lord. In John 18:37, Pilate said, Are you a king? And Jesus said, You say that I am. And to this end I was born, and for this cause I came into the world to bear witness what did Jesus come to bear witness unto? Jesus said, I come. He told Pilate, I come to bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. And Pilate said unto him, What is truth? Some people wouldn't know what truth was if it hit them in the face. And Pilate was talking to truth. Because when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews and said unto them, I find in him no fault at all. He is, Jesus is absolutely pure. He's absolutely holy. He's absolutely faultless. And Pilate was speaking to truth incarnate and didn't realize it. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Come on now, folks. I want us to understand we have the Holy Ghost. I felt the freedom of worship here tonight. It is the spirit of truth. It is the spirit of liberty. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And I loved it. I loved it as I watched Brother Ray shouting there tonight. Did y'all see him? Amen. And he said, taking back, I'm taking back my joy. He's reaching out and getting it and putting it in his pockets. Amen. Anybody see that besides me? Amen. He, and he got those pockets full. He's putting it in his shirt pocket. I'm taking back all those things this devil stole from me. I'm taking it back. And he was just reaching and grabbing it, putting it in every pocket. That is the Spirit of the Lord. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is peace. There is worship. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, how I feel His presence even now. But Pilate did would not. He was speaking to truth incarnate, but he would not really acknowledge truth incarnate. He went out and recognized there was no fault in him. Amen. I recognized no fault in him, but there was a fault in Pilate. And that's the thing that is important, is it not? The Bible said in Exodus 31 and 18, He gave unto Moses 
when he had made an end of communion with him upon Mount Sinai, two tables of testimony, tables of stone, written with the finger of God. Amen. That was, get that. Moses, it was not something that Moses wrote, but these two tables of stone here, they were, no, I, I, I missaid that. These two tables of testimony, tables of stone written with the finger of God. And the Bible said in Exodus 32 and 1, when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, Make us gods which shall go before us. We don't know what's happened to Moses. Amen. He brought us out of Egypt and he's left us. Amen. And Aaron said unto them, Break off the golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives, your sons, and your daughters, and bring them unto me. Amen. I want to tell you something. Are you listening to me? Will you listen to me? It is not of God for us to ornament ourselves. If we're going to have anything, we need to have the ornament of a meek and a quiet spirit. You do not need to embellish your looks. I said you do not need to embellish your looks. If you'll get in a closet of prayer and let the Lord change your heart and He will give you a glowing smile and a glowing face that won't need anything to be added to it. Hallelujah. Oh, God. And so they brought their golden earrings. And, you know, I can remember as a child, men didn't wear jewelry. Now, I'm telling you what, some men's worse than women now. Your golden earrings, your sons, your daughters, your wives, bring it. Amen. And he received them and fashioned it with a graving tool and made a molten calf. And they said, These be thy gods, O Israel. You understand the Egyptians worshipped Apis or Osiris, which was a calf. And there Aaron built that altar before it and made proclamation, Tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. And they rose up early and they offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. Amen. And they sat down to eat and to drink and rose up to play. Amen. I want you to get this. I want you to understand. They are, they are having religious rituals, but God's not in it. I said they're having religious rituals and God's not in it. Do we want to get to the point that we are having religious rituals, but the Spirit of truth is not in it? I'm not getting very many amens. Hallelujah. We don't need this world. We need the Spirit of truth. Hallelujah. Oh, God. I want us... Amen. And, and so... They, they had their rituals and they rose up to eat and to drink and rose up to play. Notice that the Bible says there was no worship. It's just play. Amen. And in many, many churches, it's no worship. It's just play. But thanks be to God this morning and tonight and most of all of our services, there is worship. Hallelujah. There's worship because of the Spirit of truth. Hallelujah. The Spirit of truth. Amen. Oh, I feel the presence of the Lord. 
to let you know tonight. Amen. And so they rose up to eat, drink, and to play. And Moses went down from the mount. The two tables of testimony were in his hand. And the tables were written on both their sides. And the tables were the work of God, the writing of God, graven upon the tables. You know, I, I read this several years ago. The Jews said that, those, that these tables of stone were a, they, a material that were not of this world. They, it was harder than diamonds, and yet it was able to be rolled up into a scroll. You know, we see the, the picture of the Ten Commandments, you know, the big stone things are that, that Moses holds. That's how we picture it. But the Jews say that the, the, the Ten Commandments that God, it was written by the finger of God, by the hand of God, and that, that and he gave them to Moses. The Jews said it was in a scroll form written on the front and back, and it was harder than diamond. You know, I can't, I'm not a Jew, and I don't know anything, else, but I'm telling you that's what they say they were. But, I, I but it was not of earthly origin is what they said. Amen. And so now Moses is carrying the two tables of the testimony written. Amen. I want you to understand, amen, the Hebrew title for Genesis in the beginning literally means ahead, derived from the first word of the Hebrew text, Bereshit. Amen. The book of Genesis. Oh, God. All the kernels of truth, amen, are found in the book of Genesis. You understand the 50 chapters in the book of Genesis records uh, half, over half of all human history, my Lord. But I want us to understand it is the hand of God. It is the writing of God. It is the Word of the Lord. And I want the Spirit of truth that only comes from divine purity and divine truth. Amen, my Lord. And so there Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, a noise of war in the camp. And not the voice of war, but the noise of them that sing do I hear. And he came nigh the camp, and he saw the calf and the dancing. He saw the calf and the dancing. And Moses' anger waxed hot, and he cast the tables out of his hands and broke them beneath the mount. Lord, have mercy. And he took the calf which they had made and burned it in the fire and ground it to powder and strutted it upon the water and made the children of Israel drink of it. And Moses said unto Aaron, Thou hast brought so great a sin upon them. Amen. Notice when he was asking Aaron about it. And Aaron said, Well, I just threw it in the fire and this calf come out on its own. Boy, I'm telling you what, how innocent people get when they get caught in sin. Hello. How innocent people get when they're caught in wrong. I just cashed it in, and it come out on its own. Is that what he said? And that's why, you know, in our, our words, I, I don't know, I just cashed it in, it's, it's what come out. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh, I understand. When Moses, verse 25, when Moses saw that the people were naked, Aaron had made them naked unto their shame among their enemies. I want you to understand if you don't have the Spirit of Christ in you, if you don't have the Spirit of truth, 
it will make you naked under your shame before your enemies. I need to read you that again. Moses saw that the people were naked. And it's, if you look at verse 25 in Exodus 32, it's in parentheses. For Aaron had made them naked unto their shame among their enemies. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Idolatry is the willful turning away from spiritual knowledge and true worship of God. Man, we don't want to get. What we need is a mighty infilling of the spirit of truth. I want a mighty infilling of the spirit of truth. Is there anybody who will raise their hand and say, Lord, give me a mighty infilling of the spirit of truth. I'm surprised that not every hand is raised. Lord, give me a mighty infilling of the spirit of truth. That's the only way that I'll live. I'll be able to go to heaven is with the spirit of truth. Hallelujah. I'm already almost out of time and I'm just getting started. But I want you to understand Oh, the Bible says in James 3 and 15, This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. You want the wisdom of this world? I want you to understand one thing. It is earthly, sensual, and devilish. Amen. Oh, you remember... You remember studying about and reading and, and hearing about the 9-11. We're coming up this, uh, this week uh, on the 9-11 disaster. But I want you to know that those men from Saudi Arabia and whatever countries they all came from, they, they come to attack and destroy what they call Great Satan. You know who they call Great Satan? That's the United States of America. And they want their goal is to destroy little Satan, which is Israel. But they came, and there, and the last thing, the last night those men spent on earth, you know what they did? They went to strip clubs. Amen. These guys are religious zealots. And they're, they're going to attack and they're going to take over planes and they're going to crash them into buildings and they're going to kill hundreds of people in their religious fervor. Are you listening to me? And in their religious fervor, amen, they are killing men and killing and destroying great Satan. I want you to understand, clothing protects you from the elements, the briars and the thorns and mosquitoes and the flies. And I want you to know one thing, the Spirit of Truth, the Holy Ghost, will protect you and shield you and keep you from all darkness and evil that would try to prevail against you and your home. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Genesis 10 and 8. Nimrod began to be a mighty one in the earth. He was a mighty hunter. Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord. And the Bible said in verse 10, the beginning of his kingdom was Babel. He meant the beginning of idolatry and false worship. Out of that land went forth Asher and builded Nineveh. And the Assyrians destroyed their idolatry, destroyed Israel. It's all against the work of the Lord. But the Bible said in Second John 1 and 1, The elder unto the elect lady and her children, whom I love in the truth, and, and, and not I only, but also all they that have known the truth. For the truth's sake, which dwelleth in us and shall be with us forever, 
grace be with you, mercy and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ the Father in truth and love. Man, I'm going to tell you something. When I preach to you all, you are gracious people. You're a wonderful congregation. You're a wonderful group of people. And when I preach to you, I want to preach to you in truth and love. I don't want to be abrasive and mean to you, but I know one thing, that a true father will speak to his children in truth and love. He will not be overbearing and mean to them, but he will speak to you truth with love. Amen. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Please deal with us and help us here in this service tonight. Third John, the Bible said in one and one, the elder unto the well-beloved Gaius, whom I love in the truth. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. Amen. I don't want you prospering and your soul dying. I don't want you financially prospering and your soul dying. I don't want you financially prospering and your soul dying. I'd rather you to be poor. I'd rather you to be homeless if it takes it. I'd rather you to have anything than your soul to die and you would lose the spirit of truth. Oh, God. I heard them talking about a lady came out and talking about what a beautiful home and how she had everything. And she stepped out of that home and she was speaking to a person there and she said, this beautiful, immaculate mansion has no love in it. Oh, God, you know what it is. There's no love because there's no truth. And when there's no love and truth, amen, it is of the devil. It'll destroy. But I'm going to tell you, amen, we love that Scripture. 3 John 1, 2, yeah, amen. A lot of people's got a hold of that. But I want you to prosper. The will of God is for you to prosper. I want you to be in health, amen, as your soul prospers. But I don't want you to be financially secure and you to have good health and you would run to excess and you would be lost and go to hell at the end of the day. I'm talking about the spirit of truth and we must have the Holy Ghost. Amen. 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 Sister Doris, you know I went in business up here in the Western Auto. How many of y'all remember that? Amen. And I had the grand opening during camp meeting, and I couldn't come to camp meeting because I was having a grand opening. And I worked hard and spent a lot of money and lost a lot of money. Amen. But you know what? If that business up here where Kimberly's flower shop is now, if that business would have prospered, I would have left the Christian school and lost out in the ministry. And so, and so I had years of heartache and pain because I lost everything I had but my two cars and my furniture. And I borrowed everything I could borrow and it took everything I could and I paid my way out of debt. But I paid my way out of hell also because 
I was willing and obedient. Hallelujah. Because I was out seeking wealth in this world. Amen. And it matters nothing. It's left to nothing if you lose your soul. So in all of those times, I remember Sister Naomi laying in the floor there and weeping before God and praying and begging God to help us. Amen. But it was, I was not in God's will. Amen. And thanks be to God that God had mercy on me. Amen. That He would not let that thing that would destroy me and take me away from the will of God and the work of God. He would not allow that thing to destroy me. You remember, you remember the great king as he partnered with the wicked man and the Bible said the Lord broke his ships. Amen. He would not allow it. I'm going to say, God, you see these people on this street side here? I beg you, God, to break everything that would destroy them. Break every ship, every plan, every vessel that would destroy them. And God, would you come over to this aisle? Every plan, every ship, every idea that is contrary to the spirit of truth, I pray, God, that you would break it, pulverize it, burn it, destroy it. They will never be able to be enticed by that again. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Now we come on over to this aisle. And I say, dear God, whatever the enemy has against you folks in this aisle, I pray, God, that that spirit would be broken. That lie of the devil, that enticing spirit, that thing that will defile and destroy, I pray, God, will crumble it right before your eyes overnight. I'm not just up here running my jaws together, I feel the unction of the Holy Ghost. And we've got to have the Spirit of Truth. We've got to have the power of God. We've got to have the victorious thing that will take us through to heaven. And this world has a spirit of error. And the spirit of error is the spirit of Antichrist. And the spirit of Antichrist is of the devil. And anything like that will take you to hell. So I beg you, Lord God, for my precious brother Chad, all the way to James in the very back, I beg you, oh God, whatever you must do, whatever you must do to every person in this aisle, God, deal with every person in this aisle. Break their ideas. Break their things that are contrary. Break those ships in the harbor. Keep them from going out. Keep them from happening. Keep anything that will take them away. Now, for my precious brothers and sisters here on the rostrum, oh God, oh God, whatever he has to do to me and to you, Sister Callan, whatever the Lord has to do for us to finish this thing up. Amen. I love my dear wife, and she loves me, but I'm going to tell you something, honey. There's nothing worth us losing out the victory and the blessing of God, and we've lived for God all these years. Hallelujah. And I'm not planning on backing up, quitting and falling and going away now. 
We cannot allow it. We cannot allow it. The, the deceptiveness, the spirit that is seeking gold, seeking gold. Yeah, bring me all your gold. Amen. I will tell you what we need to do with it. Pulverize it and drink it and let it go into the sewer. If it takes you away from God, it's not worth anything to you. If it takes the victory of God out of your life, it's not worth anything. We need the Spirit of truth and the power of God. Take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Oh God, I would. I'd love to see every one of y'all have, riding new cars, but not with big payments. You hearing me? There's no need everybody run down here to Jack Sykes and say, I want every Cadillac you got on your lot. We're taking it up to the tabernacle. We're going to be saddled with a bunch of dead. We're going to run us crazy. It's not the will of God for you to be under a financial strain and burden. You'd be right better off. I have some neighbors down below me. They have those tricycle motorcycles. You know what I'm talking about? The two wheels on the back. Amen. And when they get ready to go to town, they got blue ones. And you see them go out and they put their helmets on. Amen. And they, you don't even have to have a driver's license. Anything. I don't think with those things. I don't know how it all is. Amen. But I'm going to tell you one thing. You'd be better off riding a bicycle to church and having peace with God and the victory of your soul and the prosperity in your soul than to have all kinds of the things of this world and all kinds of debt and all kinds of problems than you would. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm talking about the spirit of truth. Nineveh. Amen. Nimrod. The devil. Amen. Pilate. What is truth? I'll tell you what truth is. You're looking at him. And you're not recognizing truth. Amen. And so the only way we can have the spirit of truth is prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. Amen. Oh, God. Oh, God. Do you know what the Bible said in verse 3? Amen. 3 John 1 and 3. Even if thou walkest in the truth. Amen. My Lord, you better be walking in truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. If you want to make an old preacher happy, I want to hear that my children and the rich and tabernacle are walking in truth. You want to break my heart. Amen. Let them say, well, oh, so-and-so is one of them tabbies. You know, that's what the world calls y'all, tabbies. Them tabbies are dishonest in business and not telling the truth. You want to break my heart, just let it be said. Ours goes a tabby, and he's dishonest. Amen. I have no greater joy than to hear that you are walking in truth. We therefore ought to receive such that we might be fellow helpers to the truth. Amen. I want to tell you something. If somebody comes, amen, I'm going to use me. If I come to tell you something, Brother Randall, and I whisper, 
And I've already told you more than I know. And then you go and tell it. Amen. You are not a fellow helper of the truth. And you should not receive an accusation against your brother or sister except in the mouth of two or three witnesses. And don't be repeating anything that you have. the Spirit of God has not revealed. And the evidence and witnesses show that it is true. Hallelujah. I'm talking about the Spirit of truth. The Spirit of truth brings the Spirit of worship. And the Spirit of worship... It's freedom here that we felt in this service tonight. And I'm ten min- almost ten minutes over. Amen. Hallelujah. This is he that cometh by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. It is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. Can you say, the Spirit is truth? The Spirit is truth. Now we beseech you, brethren, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto Him, that you be not soon shaken in mind or troubled, neither by spirit, for it's the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means. Amen. That day shall not come. Why have witness and you are witnessing? What is it? Second Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 3. Except there come a falling away first and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition. He's sitting in the temple of God showing himself that he is God and he is a liar and a thief. Amen. Oh, but I want you to understand the mystery of iniquity already is working. It's working hard in rich lands in Virginia and across this land and around the world. The spirit of iniquity, the spirit of Antichrist is working. Amen. Amen. And you know what's going to happen? God's going to send them strong delusion. They're going to believe a lie and they're going to be damned that believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Amen. But I want you to get... If you don't get anything else, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. We're bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God, because God, can you repeat after me? Because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stand with me, please. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to understand one night, one thing tonight. Amen. It's the will of God. It's the plan of God from the foundation of the world. He has chosen you to salvation, Sister Janet. Hallelujah. He's chosen you, Brother Jimmy, to salvation. He's chosen you to be a child of God. Why are you in a homeless church tonight? It's because, amen, are you listening to me? It's because God has from the beginning, Brother Ray, He has chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. Y'all ready? Hebrews 10, 26. I, I'm, I'm trying. 
For if we sin willfully, are you listening? If we sin willfully after that we've received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins. Hallelujah. If God's dealt with you here tonight and you continue on in that thing that you're doing that God's spoken to your heart about, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sin. Hallelujah. There is no more sacrifice for sin. You know if God's dealt with you, you need to come. You need to put that on the altar and say, Oh, God, Lord, would there be a mighty, mighty, massive, major infilling of the spirit of truth into my heart and life. God of heaven, God of heaven, whatever it takes for me to go to heaven, if I have to lose everything of this world, if I have to be poor and destitute, whatever it takes. It's not necessary. It's not necessary that that happens. But if that's what it's going to take, I say, Lord, do it for me. Do it for me. I don't want the spirit of Antichrist. I don't want the spirit of Nimrod. I don't want the spirit of Jezebel. I don't want the spirit of Jezebel. I don't want that. Amen. I don't want to sin willfully after I've received the knowledge of the truth because there is no more sacrifice for sins. Sherota, Sherota maki ota hamahitoko, Shibrata homahaya kota mehito, Sherando kehen the bahando hoki anaya, Tore, Tore komayo, komuki anayo, seneo, neo natayo tonovo. I have spoken to you tonight. I have dealt with you. You must, you must come and speak the truth in Christ. Your conscience must be clear. Amen. By the witness of the Holy Ghost. You must renounce the hidden things of dishonesty. You must not walk in Christiness. You cannot handle the word deceitfully. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on, let's gather around these altars. Let's gather around these altars. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For the truth and the right, precious Lord, have I to have these hands, none is mine, as they Let me say, please. 
Oh 